0: Welcome to The Heavenly Banquet with Chad and Charlotte, and today we are going to talk about spiritual practices, as we promised in the last episode when we were talking about Lent. Charlotte, what are your first thoughts about spiritual practices?
1: Well, uh, obviously this is an insanely huge topic, that uh, I think we can approach through a couple of ways. Uh, so spirituality in the Christian tradition seems to have a goal Mm -hmm. of uh, union with God through imitation of God, Um, either imitation of the divine attributes, things that we know about God, love, goodness, kindness, mercy, um, or through imitation of the life of Christ, of the example that God has given us. Um, So there's a couple of approaches there. But then I think we're also really talking about how we enact our faith. What does the mm. Christian life look like? Um, discipleship is not just an ascent mm-hmm. to theological precepts, but it's a a way, a path, right? So a way of living. Um, and there's some concrete practices that uh, Christians have uh, sought to adopt over the century. Some specifically, uh, offered to us by Jesus um, and some developed through the tradition um, yeah. to try to try to accomplish that. But there should be real ways in which we can look at people or people can see us and say, Oh, that's, that's how a Christian lives. Right. And I think, I think we have some difficulty with that as Protestants, right? Cause we're so darn worried all the time about uh, salvation by works and works righteousness and whatnot. And that has become in some way such a mantra in our tradition that we'll yell it at everything until we're doing nothing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Good way of putting it.
1: I mean, there's a way in which, I mean, I've heard people, you know, even like daily prayer or something like, do you think you're going to pray your way to heaven? Uh, Well, (laughs) what? Uh, That's not, that's not what's going on here, clearly. Uh But um and so there aren't then outward expressions of, of our faith. So what we're going to either reclaim from older traditions or try to develop um, to build to build ourselves there. There's kind of a few few things that spring to mind.
0: Great. Let's yeah. You know, and I guess I mentioned this about Lent and this kind of connected um, growing up in the church. I don't even know that I really heard about spiritual practices or spiritual disciplines. Um, And then even early on when I started getting serious about my own faith, to me, I thought, you know, the general idea was you read a little scripture and and said a prayer and that was kind of, you know, that, that was a spiritual life and then try hard (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think it's so, I mean, we kept, I think, hammering this when we were talking about lit, but, um, you know, some of those practices that get held up also don't work for everybody um, Mm. in different ways. And I think particularly that high emphasis on uh, prayer. And reading of scripture, I really, I want to be careful to say this because I'm going to sound like I'm dogging them, Uh but so much of the spiritual disciplines that are lifted up, particularly within the Protestant traditions are uh, reading traditions. Uh Right. And they're just, it's not hitting all of the different, we know they're different learning types, right? We know there's uh, just different Uh people respond to different things. And uh, so you know, if you're a person that just um, this these kind of verbal exercises, mm-hmm. you know, aren't clinging to you, that's okay. There's so many other things to do, which we'll talk about uh, maybe in a later, excuse me, in a later episode.
0: Great point. You know, one thing, just kind of a general thought here, and again, this goes back to how Protestants approach. I think we put so much. Emphasis, and this goes back to what you were saying about transformation. We put so much emphasis on assent to correct belief, or we have, let's say, as Protestants historically, right? I believe X, Y, and Z. I've been baptized, I'm good to go. And this is a bit of a caricature, caricature, but it's as if we say to folks, okay, you've been baptized now. Uh, Go read your Bible and say some prayers and go live a joyful, peaceful life. And don't necessarily give tools to help do that. And that's kind of how I think about spiritual practices as tools. Again, going back to what you were saying about helping us to begin to embody uh, the Christian life.
1: Yeah. So this is a question that... Christians have sought to answer, well, since the beginning of the church. I mean, in the book of Acts, even, how do we live together in community? Like, what is this actual calling uh, to be, right? And and we see throughout Paul's letters, the struggle of Christians trying to figure that out as well, with these early controversies. But uh, historically, then, you know, we have Uh, Folks who went out in the desert Mm -hmm. to try to imitate Christ. And in particular, this is great, fits right in with Lent again, this idea of going out into the wilderness, going out alone, uh, seeking this uh, encounter with the divine by fasting and praying in the wilderness as Christ did. Um, And these very radical attempts at asceticism, Mm -hmm. right, out in the wilderness uh, and kind of wrapped up or the major figure I think being uh, St. Anthony. Right. right? And, and uh, then this work, this uh, biography, spiritual biography of his written by Athanasius, you know, comes on the scene and is like blowing everybody's mind. Right. Right. Like, wow, this is this guy, her, I mean, this causes Augustine like a complete crisis, right. Picking up this book and hearing of a man who heard the words of the gospel to give away all of your possessions and follow me? And then Anthony did it.
0: Did it right? Like
1: he did it. He took he took those words seriously,
0: and he had a lot to get and, rid of.
1: And he had a lot to give, well, yeah, including his sister. Oh yeah,
0: that's uh, so yeah. <laughs> <That's> oh, <horrible.
1: aw. laughs> um, so you have these these huge examples, and then um, you know how that gets built and structured in a formal way through the monastic tradition, uh-huh. right. Coming out of that. But, um, but then how Christians have sought individually or uh, in their own, in their family life in their devotional life uh, to take on these practices to seek union with God. And I think what, what I find so worrisome to me about what we're not doing uh-huh is particularly American Protestant Christianity is so dependent on the church as being the absolute center and sort of sole purveyor of the Christian faith.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it is. But? But, <laughs> but that that's not how Christians for like 1900 and a half of another half of a century lived at all, um, yeah. You went to church for worship and your major life events, but you were practicing Christianity daily in your home and in your life right. with these readings and devotionals and fasting and singing of hymns and um, and artwork, and we're just so much more. I think immersed. That way, in the biblical stories, in the gospel, um, and in a, a myriad of ways of trying to seek uh, this union with God through these practices.
0: But you're saying it was a it was a personal pursuit. Is that what you're saying, or no?
1: Yeah, personal or family, but that so family, much yeah. of your your life, you know, was wasn't something that you went to or expected the church to do for you was the church was giving you the tools, Uh um, you know, but you were uh, uh, obviously far more um, enveloped in the language of common prayer, you know, because of, because of uh, the, those routines uh, than I think most of us are today. If the church isn't holding a Bible study, Folks aren't picking up their Bibles
0: and not thinking right? about God and their place in the world as a creature created in the divine image, so on and so forth. Is that kind of yeah, yeah,
1: yeah? If it's not on the schedule, then it's not going to happen. So, yeah. um, the the way that we have to um, be intentional and make time for these things right. um, is its own is its own struggle too.
0: It is, and I've you know, I struggle with it. I do think, and I'm not sure if this is exactly connected to what you're saying, but I do think, I'll give you an example. Early on, you know, like I said, I, I felt like spiritual practice was reading the Bible and saying a prayer. And so it became kind of this perfunctory thing I did, right? And maybe sometimes I would think about it later in the day, but it wasn't like I left that moment and, you know, was going through the day with some sort of God consciousness or God awareness, you know, and in some sense, what, and this is going to sound so simple, but it really was a profound change for me was just realizing that really what I'm trying to do is just nurture this awareness of God's constant presence,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, um, so instead of spiritual practices becoming a perfunctory thing that I just did so I could check off the list, it was more like it was um, priming the pump so that throughout the day I'm nur- continuing to nurture this awareness of God. But I mean, just the idea that God is ubiquitous, meaning, you know, God is everywhere, all the time, closer to me than I am to myself. And mm-hmm. when I turn my attention to God, only one of us is turning our attention to the other. God's already attentive to me. You know what right, I mean?
1: Right, right, right.
0: Um so I don't know if that's connected to what you're saying about being, you know, no, family I think that's a, that's and, really Yeah.
1: Well, it's helpful because it's it's like you're saying that these this is an intentional way to build habits right in these these activities that then are to shape the rest of your day the rest of your life right? right so in and inform them in some way so whether we want to say they reorient you before you go out into the world or they uh prime the pump or they they set the tone mm. in some way of um even just reminding you, you know, what's, what's actually important, what's actually real. Um, and even if that's a brief, the most brief moment of prayer before something, but saying, you know, Oh, I don't, the ways in which you'll find yourself going, I don't even know why I'm worried about this one thing, you know, Mm -hmm. or something. But, um, but I also think that that idea, you know, is obviously, uh, Ancient and builds builds I think on what uh, you know Saint Benedict was talking about in this idea of this balance between uh, what he'd say aura et labora so prayer and work or complement contemplation uh-huh. and work uh, and how there there's a balance there and that the two inform one another right so like you're saying not only is whatever your spiritual practices, spiritual habits to reorient and to inform the rest of your daily living. Mm -hmm. But the experiences that you have out in the world are to inform those, that contemplation and, and the things that you do contemplate, right? Because if the contemplation is happening, you know, in a vacuum or is entirely abstract, Mm -hmm it's no good for you. It's actually not, it's not practical. We've left out the practical part of spiritual practices. Right. Um, And so the ideal is to actually live, you know, you, uh, you go, you go between these two things in a way in which they're informing one another. And he's really picking that up from John Cashin. Now I'm in the um, I'm in the mid fourth century here, but um, you know, he's, Trying to take the, this wisdom from the desert, from the earlier folks, and bringing it um, to to those trying to do those in, uh, live that way in monastic community together. But his ideal of you know reading scripture and then trying to live scripture, uh-huh. right? So trying to like Saint Anthony did, even with the man said, "Give your stuff away and follow me." I'm gonna try it, right? Um, So what else is what else are we commanded? What else can we imitate out of scripture? Try those things. Try being with the sick. Try being with those in prison. Mm -hmm. Uh, Try living in these ways, these concrete ways, and then come back to scripture, because when you've had those experiences, Mm -hmm. those passages look different now, the demands look different, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or even the idea of, okay, what is what is that work in monastic communities? Uh let's do some farm work. Let's tend some sheep. Mm-hmm. Let's make some cheese. Let's get in this uh this world that let's fish, right? Let's get into this world of the gospels of the what we know the first followers did. Let's get into the world of the parables mm-hmm. so that we our understanding of them is is broadened, right? Um it sounds really cute to say that uh you know, God is our shepherd and we are sheep have you smelt a sheep <laughs> smelled a sheep right they uh, that might be a little nastier commentary on us yeah. and uh and and kind of how how much we need you know um so how different those things look once you've you've engaged some of that actual work out in the world
0: yeah. And you're saying not just tending sheep, but what you're saying is when we are out in the world living the life, that's going to inform our spiritual practice and and vice and the other way around. Very nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, That's helpful. Yeah. It's a process of growth. Um, And we talked about this some when we were talking about Lent, but I do think it's helpful and we'll talk more in the next episode about specific practices. I think it's helpful to be gentle with ourselves. I mean, personally, I'm the kind of person that can be kind of hard on myself. And so if I don't Mm -hmm. keep my spiritual practice the way um, I envisioned it, then I can beat myself up. Uh, But, you know, this is all by grace. And like we were saying, it's, it's not a work. We're not earning salvation because we're fasting and praying and helping those in need. Uh, we're just we're learning. We're growing into our baptism.
1: Exactly, because our baptism, as we said before, isn't a one-time event, and specifically because it's unique and singular event. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's not a one-time cure-all and you, you're good to go, right? right? It's an actual. We call it a covenant, mm. right? So it's God's promises to us and our promises to God, and entering mm-hmm. into. That covenant entering into the beloved community, becoming a citizen of the kingdom right. of God, just like a citizen of any kingdom, there are, um, there are demands, there are expectations, mm-hmm. right, and and there's some very specific expectations, but there's an expectations that we will um, live and look and act. Uh, as citizens of that kingdom, as so though the kingdom is already here, and these practices are uh, ways in which uh, Christians throughout the century have sought to embody uh, this faith and to live into the promises that that were made either by us or for us mm-hmm. um, in our baptisms.
0: Very nice. What is spiritual about? spiritual disciplines you think why do we call them spiritual i mean i definitely don't want to go into the whole body spirit dichotomy Mm -hmm. i mean i would say if pushed in a corner i would say spiritual is the more we live according to the divine will the more spiritual it is whatever it is you know loving our neighbor as ourselves is spiritual um, or think of the fruit of the spirit, kindness, gentleness, peace. I mean, this goes along with what you were saying about the practices are helping us embody or live into the Christian life, or we could say the spiritual life, which is a living according to the ways of the kingdom, right? That's not, I don't think how, when people usually think spiritual, they think, woo
1: So you've described some of these spiritual practices as habits that prepare or reorient us into a sort of uh, mindfulness, into the presence of the divine. Is that we're close to something there? Can you describe what that experience is like?
0: Which experience?
1: Of of mindfulness, of being guided. Attentive. Of attentiveness, of being, feeling... um, Maybe the greater presence of the Holy Spirit through the day? Or is that not it?
0: Yeah, I think so. But as far as being attentive, you know what it's like? It's like realizing how inattentive I am, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's only through the practices that I have experienced staying in the moment in any consistent way. And wow, the world is wonderful right now, always right now, right now, right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a freshness to seeing the world just for what it is, instead of everything being framed by either what I'm worried about or or what I'm regretting or something else. It's it's amazing how much of our mental activity is about something totally unrelated to right now. Because
1: they're all those are all things, whether external or internal, right, that are distracting us from being attentive to the as you say, ubiquitous presence of God,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's the activity of the Holy Spirit around us.
0: And there's something in seeing the world in the moment as it is. You're like, you, it's, it, I can see God in everything. Right. I mean, I, and it's, I'm not trying to play the old mystic, well, I can't explain it. But it's the sense is, it is inexplicable and really simple, but very hard to do.
1: I think that's really helpful. And I think and I think it's it could be encouraging to say like, look, when you've had one of these experiences, even just like a flash of a moment, Mm -hmm. right? Then that's something you are going to chase Mm -hmm. again. Right. I mean, that's not something that you just go, wow, that was weird or that was really great. Hope that happens again. That's something you will pursue.
0: Right. I mean, so I haven't even mentioned this, but contemplative prayer is kind of one of my main practices, and I long to do that, to sit in silence and stillness, which sounds crazy.
1: No, it doesn't sound
0: crazy. Maybe it's somebody. I'm surprised at how beneficial it has been, and we can talk more about that. But – all this was is going back to you know what's the difference between a perfunctory time of or look at it this way we can read the scripture and try to learn or we can read scripture prayerfully and try to let it speak to us and those are two very different approaches yeah and we can talk more. But about they both
1: that. begin with le- reading scripture or hearing
0: scripture. It doesn't have to be reading. You're right.
1: Or hearing scripture, or knowing the stories. They, it doesn't yeah. come from. The, I'm sorry, I'm off topic because my God, Christians will do anything but actually read the Bible. Oh yeah, <laughs> won't <I know>. they?
0: <laughs> come on. Well, like you said, some folks might struggle with that, uh, but I think a lot of us are just lazy. It takes effort. To yeah. grow in the spirit, in, in the Christian faith. The, you know, what kills me is I, I think people think, oh, well, I've been baptized and I go to church on Sunday. I'm good. The, there's no growth happening unless you're intentionally trying to grow. And that's really what spiritual practices are. And it doesn't negate grace because grace is what brings the growth, right? For me, being intentional about being attentive to the ubiquitous presence of God makes a huge difference. And it's hard. Once you, when, I, when, you, when I try, I realize how, you know, we all know what it's like you're reading something, you're a paragraph in, and you were thinking about doing the laundry for a whole paragraph. Sure. It's as simple as that and trying to focus. And we'll talk more about this when we talk about contemplative prayer and not being all harsh on myself to bring myself, the way they would call it is recollection, in order to recollect myself. Not be all crazy and mean to myself about it. Like, what is wrong with you? Why can't you do this right? No, just come back. Francisco de Asuna uses this image of, he says, Imagine your bird has flown away. What do you say to the bird? You gently say, Come back, little birdie. He says, Do the same thing when your mind wanders. <laughs> come back. Aww. Yeah.
1: Oh, I love that. It's yeah. a very
0: gentle image of, Oh, come back. Back to the My moment. Return. And um, yeah, but we, we can talk more about that. But I think attention is crucial to. I'll give another example. I'm not great at fasting, but when I do, you know, the idea is to, uh, when I feel the need for food, to use that as a reminder for prayer. But what ends up happening, I'm at work, I get hungry, I'm like, oh, four more hours, you know, or whatever. And so I don't, I'm not always attentive. That's the idea, even for me, in that practice is to bring my awareness back to God, back to God, to nurture a persistent God consciousness.